the opportunity to come before you and to hear from your word, to hear from your servant. Lord, we ask you to speak to us through your servant, through your word, what you need us to hear today. Amen. So, let, Raphael Okeo is going to speak for us. Let me just say that for me, it is so fun to have my good friends meet my good friends and uh, to have you guys be able to, to be together and to share. I, I know you, uh, you often see me and think I'm team, but it's called a team for a reason because you all are part of the team and there's a whole team in, in Tanzania that you don't usually get to see. A few of you have gotten over there to see them. But, um, so I'm so excited that the rest of you get to see we had John Wanslima here once 11 years ago, but um, a, another part of the team today. So um, Rafael is going to share the word with us, and it's, he has never been out of Africa. He's been to South Africa and other, other places, so he doesn't know our context. He doesn't know our language, um, well, very well. Uh, you, you can speak to him. He'll understand you. But uh, when we go there, they seem to let us give an opportunity, a chance, even though, even though we don't know Swahili and they have to translate for us. But, so I thought it was fair enough that he get a chance to speak to us even if I have to translate. And um, Pastor Justin will keep me honest. So. Amen. <laughs> okay. I greet you in the name of the Lord. I love you. And so greet the person next to you and say, Raphael really loves you. <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. So my name is Rafael Okeo, Pastor Rafael Okeo. Angel Grace Rafael. My wife's name is Angel Grace Rafael. And she's given me five children. Three, three boys and two girls. I want to bring you a word from God that changed me. I also want to do it briefly so I can also give you some testimony. The, um, what I want to share with you that changed me, I want to take from Luke. Luka 10, 25 Chapter 10, 25 to 37. And maybe we'll just read it in English. And uh, hope the Swahili speakers can keep up with us. It's great today that the Swahili speakers get to hear it first. And uh, you guys get the other version. So <laughs> usually they get the other version. So Luke 25, 10, 25 to 37. And there's a Bible in front of you if you don't have one with you. <clears throat> one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? He, he expected him to know the law of Moses. Look at that. Anyway, that's a side comment. Um, <laughs> since we've been studying the law of Moses for a, a while. The man answered, you must love Yahweh your God, the Lord your God, with all your heart all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, uh, and, and who is my neighbor? 
Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man who was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, The man who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, ukitoma kitabu hiki cha Luka ambacho mwandishi wake ni Luka. If you if you read this book of Luke the, which was written by Luke. Utapata mafundisho makuu mawili ambayo Yesu alijaribu kufundisha hapa. You get two things that Jesus tried to teach Yesu here. Yesu kutuonyesha kwamba kuna mafundisho ya aina mbili hapa au makuu mawili. He tried to show us that there's two main points here. Na kwanza alisema kwamba mtu ampende Mungu kwa moyo wake wote. He said people should love God with all of their hearts. Na labda hiyo tunasema kwamba ni upendo kwa Mungu. So the first one is love for God. Lakini upendo wa pili alitaka kwamba upende jirani yako kama nafsi yako. And the second love he said was to love your neighbor as yourself. Na hapa ndipo somo letu ambayo nitajikita kwayo zaidi. And this is especially where our focus is the second one. Kupenda jirani yako kama nafsi yako. Love your neighbor as yourself. Somo lenyewe ujumbe wetu ni kupenda jirani yako kama nafsi yako. So our, our, that's our topic. Love your neighbor as yourself. Kipimo ambacho Yesu alijaribu kutoa the, the measure which Jesus tried to give wa mtu kupenda jirani yake for a person to love his neighbor ni katika ukisoma katika hiyo Luka 6:30 if you look in Luke 6 Yesu alitaka utende umtendee jirani yako kama unavyotaka utendewe He said you, you should love your neighbor as you love yourself you should um, do to your neighbor as you would do to yourself Yaani upendo halisi ambayo itaonyesha kweli unampenda jirani yako ni ile ya kuhisi kwamba na wewe ungepaswa kutendewa hivyo So I would like to be treated this way is how I I need to judge if I'm being treated. So I, I should treat others as I want to be treated. Alijaribu kutumia hili jambo kwa kutuweza kuonyesha kidogo habari ya Wasamaria tabia yao ambayo ilikuwa nzuri. He he showed the character of this Samaritan who did this well. Samaria hawakupenda jirani yao. So they didn't love the Samaritans. Walikuwa na tabia ya kuchukia they they were angry with Lakini each other. Lakini pia habari ya Samaria mwema ambao sasa anapaswa kwamba sisi tufuate. So he showed us the Samaritan who did an example that we should follow. Ambayo ni mfano kwetu ambayo nataka nitumie leo. So he's an example that I want to use today. Kuna mambo machache ambayo nataka nikusirikishe katika kupitia hii andiko. Mambo ambayo watu wote wanapenda watendewe. So I want to mention a few things that everybody wants to have done to them that we should do to others. Number 1. First. Watu wote wanapenda kusamehewa wanapokosea. Everyone wants to be forgiven when they make a mistake. Hiyo ni kila mmoja anahitaji. Everyone needs that. Ukikosewa if you're unahitaji kwamba yani usamehewi. If you au ukimkosea mwenzako. If you make a mistake you want to be forgiven and if you somebody does something against you, Jambo you la Jambo la pili watu wote wanapenda. Second. 
wanapokuwa wamepata wanataka kwamba waonyeshe watu to show to other people jinsi gani ambavyo labda wasikilizwe wanapokuwa wanajieleza au wanajitetea they want to be listened to when they are explaining themselves or defending themselves kila mmoja anahitaji kwamba anapokuwa na shida anahitaji mwanzake amsikilize when he's in a in trouble he wants his brother or sister to hear him listen to him jambo lingine another one wote wanataka wanapenda watiwe moyo wanapokuwa wamepata shida when they're in trouble wanahitaji watiwe moyo they will need to be encouraged hawataki kukosolewa they don't want to be corrected watajisikia vibaya kila mmoja anahitaji kwamba atiwe moyo everyone wants to be encouraged hiyo ni kila mmoja anahitaji jambo la jinsi hiyo everyone needs those kinds of things watu wote wanapenda wanapenda kwamba wapongezwe wanapokuwa wamefanya jambo nzuri wapongezwe everyone wants to be congratulated when they do something well ifanye jambo nzuri you do something well awe mke awe mtoto awe mzazi if you're a parent or a child or a husband or wife anahitaji apongezwe you need to be congratulated kupongezwa na mwanzake everyone needs to be congratulated when they do well kitu kingine ambacho watu hupenda another thing everyone needs watu wanataka waheshimiwa au kuthaminiwa everyone wants to be honored or valued mm, wanapokuwa wamefaulu jambo fulani au wamefanya jambo fulani when they have succeeded um, something or they've done something lazima watu wanapenda kabisa waheshimiwe na kuonyesha jambo la kwamba wanathaminiwa they, they watu wengi wapendi kwamba wadharauliwe au kuonyesha picha ya kunyanyaswa nobody wants to be um, kudari, kud, to despise, yeah. watu wote wanapenda waone kwamba wanapewa heshima zao wana Everyone wants to be honored. Hilo ni kitu ambacho karibu kila mmoja anakihitaji katika maisha yake. Here's something that almost everyone wants. Kitu kingine ambacho watu wanapenda, another thing which everyone wants, watu wanapenda kabisa kwamba waonyeshe kwamba watu wote wanapenda waishi maisha mazuri na maisha ya amani. Everyone wants to live a, a good life and a peaceful life. Kila mtu anahitaji jambo la jinsi. Everybody needs that. Kuonyesha kwamba Uh, anaishi maisha ile ambayo ni ya amani maisha ambayo everyone wants to live a life of peace hii ni kila mmoja anatamani jambo la jinsi hiyo everyone wants that avae vizuri wants to dress well ale vizuri to eat well pate lugha nzuri mtu akusema naye vizuri people to speak with them well wakati wote all the time ili ni kila mmoja anatafuta mambo kama haya Everyone is seeking those things. Kitu kingine ambacho watu wote wanapenda? Everything so another thing that everyone wants? Watu wote wanapenda wawe na afya njema. Want to have good health. Hali nzuri. Ili ni kila mmoja anapenda jambo la jinsi apate kuwa nayo. And well being. And and everyone wants to have that. Amen. Bwana asifiwe. Amen. Kwa hiyo katika mambo haya, so in those things, watu wote wanahitaji wapate mambo hayo. Everyone wants to receive those things. Kama ni jirani yako, kama ni nani wako. So so it's if it's your neighbor or your Awe mtoto wako, awe mzazi wako or your awe mwanandoa or your spouse. Jamaa yako. Your name your family, mkuu wako wa ofisi, your your boss. Watu wote wanahitaji kuona mambo haya yakifanyika katika maisha yao. Everyone wants this done to them. Watu wasipoona mambo kama haya, if they don't see that, watakuwa na shangaa. You'll be surprised. Bwana Yesu asifiwe. 
Kwa hiyo jambo la kuonyesha kwamba unampenda mwenzako hakikisha unamfanyia mwenzako mambo ya jinsi hii. So if you want people to know that you love them, show them those kinds of things that they need. Usipopenda jirani yako If you don't do that for your neighbor. Mwambie jirani yako, mwambie mwenzako, usipopenda jirani yako na kufanya hayo. So say to your neighbor if you say it again. Mwambie jirani yako. Say to your neighbor. Usipopenda jirani yako. If you don't love your neighbor, unajichukia wewe mwenyewe. You are hating yourself. Mshike mkono mwambie kwamba usipopenda jirani yako. Unajichukia wewe mwenyewe. Okay. <laughs> A little hint there. Kuna kitu kikubwa duniani. There is nothing big in the world. Ambayo ilimgusa na ilimfanya Yesu atoke ataangikwe msalabani kama upendo. There's nothing greater in the world and there's nothing that sent Jesus to the cross except love. Upendo ni kitu kikubwa mno. Love is the huge thing. Ukipoteza upendo umepoteza kitu kikubwa. If you have lost love you've lost a huge thing. Mambo yote hayo unayoona kwa mfano inafanya familia wanasambaratika. What causes families to be separated? Wanandoa wanapigana. Is the people in the marriage Wanandoa wanaenda kwenye mahakama na kuachana kuwapa wenzao talaka na vitu vingine. And even they go to the court and they divorce and they because of that. Shida kubwa ni kwamba upendo imekosekana. The issue is they lost love. Upendo wa kumpenda jirani imeondoka. The love of your neighbor was lost. Ukiona watoto wanaondoka. If you see that the children go off. Wanaenda kutangatanga. And go off to Shida ni kwamba ile upendo wa kupenda kupenda jirani yako kama nafsi yako imetoweka. The issue is that to love your neighbor as yourself wasn't happening. Mkiona vita vinavyotokea katika ulimwengu huu. If you see the wars happening in our world. Ni kutopenda jirani. It's because we don't love our neighbor as ourselves. Hapa ndipo kuna shida kubwa sana. These are a big problem. Tungejua tungeweza kupenda jirani. If we had known and if we could do loving our neighbor. Kama kila mmoja angependa jirani na kuelewa Yesu alimaanisha jambo hili nini? If either if everyone is able to do that we wouldn't have these problems. Na akakubali kuwa mfano wa yule msamaria mwema. And as Jesus said here and gave the example of the good Samaritan. Hakika watu wangeishi kwa amani, watu wangeishi kwa furaha. If people would do that we would live with peace and with joy. Watu wangeishi kwa amani ya muda mrefu. And people would live with peace for a long time. Na isikuwepo na vita yote. And we wouldn't have any wars. Vita yote inayotokea duniani ni matokeo ya watu kutopenda jirani yake. So all the wars in the world are because people don't love their neighbors as they love themselves. Hivi ndio shida kubwa sana. This big trouble. Let, let me give you an example of a story. There's a, a story of a, a woman called Nyagasa. This Nyagasa had three children. Two boys and a girl. Na mmoja alikuwa msichana. Asante. Alipenda sana watoto wake sana. She loved her children very much. Lakini alichukia sana mtoto wa jirani yake. But she didn't like her neighbor's children. Akiwaona watoto wa jirani, sitaki kuona watoto. She didn't like to see those kids. Kambali na mimi. Stay away from me. Mpaka ilifika watoto wake nayo wakaamua kuchukia mtoto wa watoto wa jirani. So even even her kids followed the example. 
Jirani yake alikuwa anaitwa Atieno. Her, her neighbor's name was Atieno. Atieno naye alikuwa ni mtoto mmoja. This was the child. Wakike ambaye alikuwa anampenda sana. She had one child, a, a daughter who she loved very much. Lakini Nyagasi hakupenda watoto Atieno na watoto wake. But Nyagasi didn't love Atieno and her children. Siku moja but because why didn't she love Watoto wa Nyagasi walienda shuleni. So walienda shuleni. Kwa nini hakumpenda? Hiyo ilikuwa ni tabia yake. Okay. She, did, she didn't love him because that was her, her character. Na pia alikuwa na maisha kidogo kuliko kuliko Atieno. And and she also had a better life than Atieno so Atieno was always asking her for things. Kwa hiyo kuchukulia Atieno sana. Yeah, so that made her angry with her. Kwa hiyo siku moja watoto wa Nyagasi walienda shuleni. So one day the children of Nyagasi we went to to school. Ilikuwa muda wa kurudi sasa kuchukua lunch. And was there time to come home for lunch? Lakini mtoto wa Atieno akawa amekimbia kwa Nyagasi akapiga hodi hodi. But the the child of Atieno came and said knocked or said hodi hodi which is what we say can, can I come in? Hodi kwa Nyagasi. Hey, hodi Nyagasi. Nyagasi aliposikia sauti ya Atieno akakimbia haraka karibu karibu. And she, she said oh okay come in. Na alipoingia when, when he came in. Akamwambia Atieno unataka nini? Na mtoto wa Atieno unataka nini? And she said what do you want? Akasema nataka maandazi. I want a donut mandazi binye <laughs> atieno akaenda akampa mandazi matatu nani nyagasi akampa mandazi matatu yule mtoto and yule so binti. she was angry enough she, she went took three uh, donuts or andazi or binye and yep na kumbe hizi andazi alikuwa ameshaweka sumu and she put poison in them kwa sababu akutaka akutaka atieno na mtoto wake because she was tired of this child always bothering her and their neighbor lakini katikati ya njia watoto wake watatu wakakutana yule mtoto wa Nyagasi. Her children met this child. Wakamsimamisha njiani. And they said, "Hey, you. Unatoka wapi? Where are you coming from?" Natoka kwenu. I'm coming from your house. unatoka kwetu. Why are we at our house? Na nini umebeba? And what do you have? Nimebeba andazi. I have donuts. I have andazi. Nani amekupa mandazi yetu? What are you taking our mandazi or donuts for? Wakamnyang'anya. So they took him from her. Waliponyang'anya when they took them wakagawana kila mmoja akachukua and when they gave them dakika chache tumbo likaanza kusumbua not long their stomachs began to bother nyumbani, wanaumwa, eh, and then when they eh, came home they said eh, mom oh, oh. nini watoto wangu nini they said what's wrong with you guys nini what mmekula nini what did you eat tumekula andazi we said we ate donuts andazi umechukua wapi what did you get those Andazi tumechukua kutoka kwa mtoto wa Atieno. We took one from the child of Atieno. Nani aliwaambia kwamba mlima andazi? Who told you to eat those? Lakini baadaye watoto walikufa. But those children died. Mwisho Nyagasi alisema. At the end Nyagasi said, "Oh, kumbe ndio maana Mungu alisema mpende jirani yako kama nafsi yako." And she said, "Oh, that's why God said, love your neighbor as yourself." Ningejua jambo hili. If I had known this, ningeishi na jina yangu kwa amani. I would have lived with her with peace. Kumbe nilikuwa namchukia jirani kumbe najichukulia najichukia mimi mwenyewe. So now when I was hating her I was hating myself. Nataka niseme nitoe mfano wangu mimi. Now let me give an example from my own life. Nilikuwa kama nyagasi. I was like nyagasi. Nikiwa mtoto mdogo, when I was a small child, nilimpenda babangu sana. I loved my father very much. Nilimpenda mno. This is Rafael with his father. Huyo ndio babangu aliyemshika. And his mother. Baba alinipenda na mimi nilimpenda. I loved him and he loved me. 
He did a, a lot of business with cows. And he had money. If he went someplace to, to farm or to do other things, he forgot some, some clothes, he would always send me. Because he knew even if uh, it's just three cents, he will bring it to me with all of it. We were ten kids by my mother. He loved me even more because I was the one who was very careful to defend his things. I was telling Ralph, I think this is where he learned to be a good treasurer, why he's the national treasurer of Pepa. Because <laughs> he always took care of every dime. Uh-huh. So he loved his father very much, and his father loved him and trusted him. So we had a very close relationship. We loved each other. He liked to carry me when we went a long ways. And when in the evening I'd come and say, Father, where are you? This, this continued until we were in primary and late primary. Uh, but when we got to the year, year seven, there was a big famine. Uh, and we were in sixth or seventh grade. And the principles in our culture, those who are really in trouble and starving will take their daughters to someone to get them married. It's the, maybe a bad example, but it was the culture of our time there. So because of this, some of the poorer people came to him to give him their daughters so that they could have his cows so they could survive. So two, he, he married two other wives. And he had pressure from his family as well that that's what you should do. You should increase your children. So in our house, then there began to be a, a war between the wives. Myself and my brother, we were very smart. And we like things of science. And I like mathematics very much. Chemistry, physics, chemistry, physics biology. I like them very much. I remember when I was in form two. Um, I passed with 99%, was it? Yeah. 96%. In chemistry and physics. Because I love them very much. But because of this <laughs> problem in our household, in the family, we were going to school. I was sent, sent to high school and secondary, but the fees, we would miss fees. And then we'd be sent out of school again. And so then I'd have to go all the way back home and, and I'd miss a term. And I remember in, in uh, year three, I was in secondary, I was sent back home and, and, and missed the whole term. From then, it created a great bitterness in my heart. And my brother had the same problems. 
for good luck he had an uncle who helped him and to, to study more. So he was able to continue it and become an engineer. But I had trouble and my younger siblings. Uh, it caused me to be very angry with my father. I remember one time I asked my father, why did you teach me? Or why didn't you teach me? He, he said, well, I don't have a thing. What, what am I supposed to do? I don't have any money. What am I supposed to do? And I said, well, how come you broke the love that we had? He didn't really listen to me. Because he had already um, backslidden from, from uh, his faith. And from there, he broke the foundation, the good foundation. So I, I, when I, because of this, I, when I got to the end of high school, I only got a division three, which would be like a C average, I suppose. There were very few chances to go on for further high school or whatever, so I wasn't able to go on. And that really made me bitter. I thought badly about him. I told my younger siblings so that they also got angry with my father. We were very angry with the father, with our father. We continue that way. Later I got a, a woodworking, I went to a woodworking school. Let me go quickly. After this, I began to do my, my various work. And my, children, my younger siblings also did, went to school. Uh, one, one of them, Joseph Karume, what Steve knows. Um, but I had also sickness and, and Kichocho Belharzia really was bothering me. I also was a, a boxer and a karate fighter. And my, my bone was broken. And it became a real problem. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, healing. But God was wanting to help me because of my anger with my father. If, you know, if God, God says, if you want to live a long time, um, love your parents. parents. But I had failed at that principle. But after getting saved, I was um, healed from that sickness. God healed me from that sickness. So let me, let me say just a little more of the story he told me about, what, okay. which was that uh, when the school in, in uh, school that we are now part of had just begun, they got one of the young women from there came to his village and taught more correctly what the, what the truth was and encouraged him to trust God. And uh, he trusted God for healing yeah. and God healed him. Mm. Um, the, the doctors were actually wanting to cut off his arm um, because mm. it was because of what was wrong with it. And God healed him overnight. He had a dream and God healed him for the, for the Belharzia and his arm and he got, um, that was <coughs> after he got saved. So that was 
part of the thing. And then a little bit later, he, um, a few years later, he was going, went to the school that I then met him at, mm. Lake Victoria Christian College. Asante kwa sababu ya muda. Ya sawa. Nilipofika kule. When I got there, nilikutana injili katika chuo. I met the gospel in a new way in the school. Iliendelea kunibadilisha. And began to change me even more. Siku moja babake nafikiri mamake. No, in one day Steve's parents, mom and dad were teaching her one. Alifundisha habari ya msamaha. And they taught me about forgiveness. Katika Luka 11:25. In Luke kwamba usipomsamee jirani yako kama kama usipomsamee if you don't forgive your your brother mwenzako Nivigumu wewe na Mungu kukusamehe. Then God will not forgive you. Akasema, "Eh." And I thought, "Oh." Akasema kwamba ni hata kama wewe ni mchungaji lakini bado hujasamehe sawa sawa ni bure. He said if you are even a pastor, then it, your ministry is worthless if you're not forgiven. Kwa hiyo nilisikia siku hiyo nikarudi nikatubu mbele za Mungu. I felt God's conviction and went home and I, I repented. And confessed. And from there I realized the school can actually heal me and heal people. And so I want to thank you for the school that you have provided for that heals people. When I will continue to be taught, I began knowing the truth more. I went to, to greet my father and, and kneeled before him and told my father, please forgive me. I was very angry with you. And even my siblings, I made them angry with you. And I brought them to my father. And we hugged each other. And we asked forgiveness of each other. And my father cried and we cried. And from that day, God has given me a, a love and a grace of, pe- of loving people. And I've felt to, to walk with love and forgiveness all the time. And I began to think about other people who, other, who also had gone through difficult things like me. You know, I wanted to, to study and have degrees and degrees, but they, they, I went to a bad, not a very good school, not very good English, not able to succeed. So the losing, not having English really was a pain to me. Doctor, najisikia ah when these when i hear doctor with steven I, it makes me na mimi ningekuwa doctor i could have been a doctor lakini anyway sasa nikaanza kuanzisha niseme karakana za kusaidia watoto yatima so i began to create ways to help orphans like a a, a carpentry shop na wale walio na maisha magumu who have been through difficult things. Imefundisha wengi na nikawekea sheria nikikufundisha lazima na wewe ndio ufundishe watoto wenu kusoma. I've taught many and I and my my principle is I'm going to teach you free so you have to pay the school fees for your younger siblings to go to school. Maana niliwaambia bila elimu hakuna maendeleo. And they said cuz without education there's no development. Maana niliwaambia shida tuliyonayo na maisha haya ni kwa sababu tumekosa elimu ya juu. So the problem we have in our our lives is because we haven't had more education. Kwa hiyo lazima ufundishe wenzako. So you teach your 
your others. Baada ya hapo nilimsirikisha Steve. So after that I mentioned it to Steve. Na alikuwa ananisaidia kwa mambo mengine madogo na ushauri. And he helped a little bit with uh, some money and some advice. Nikaendelea kusaidia jambo hili na baadaye sasa akaanza kuwasirikisha na ninyi pia. And he began to continue helping his family and then later he got you guys into it a little bit. Na mwisho tulianza kusirikisha kanisa. And also we've been helping the churches to to do this to help the world. Kuna kanisa moja sasa tunajenga na itakuwa kubwa sana na mpango wa kwamba baada ya miaka kumi ijayo lazima niwe na watu mpaka 2000. Hiyo nimeshaweka mbele za Mungu. So we're, we're building a church now to help them and we have a have a goal that it'll be 2000 people. Na hiyo nataka iwe kanisa la mission ya kusaidia yatima na wajane. I want it to be a mission church to help the orphans and widows. Jinsi Mungu atakavyokuwa anatujalia. If God helps us. Naomba iombe jambo hilo niombe. Pray for this. Bana anahitaji Mungu afanikishe yale mambo. Na baadaye Steve alipokuja nikatokuwasirikisha habari ya mambo ya semina za uchawi. Um, so later let me just okay. show a couple of pictures. So I, I we threw some pictures in here but not necessarily in the order he's going to do them in. Okay. So one of the things he he learned was how to do um, make mats and he's taught widows how to how to make mats. He mentioned the or, the carpentry project and the sewing project and fishing um, and this is the church that he's talking about with us the elders and others there. These are the widows that they're helping in their church now and these are the orphans and fatherless children that are helping in their church now. Okay? And these are the kids who helped make that happen. They um, or who who added theirs to what was already happening from the church that is. So when I was having difficulty I sought every kind of work I learned how to how to sew mats together. And when I began to have bitterness about what was happening to the widows, I began to teach them how to do this. And others I've helped a little bit to get some money so they can continue to buy food and so forth. Siku nyingine tukapata wakati tulipoanza kufundisha habari ya semina za uchawi. So when we went to teach the seminars about witchcraft. Ambao ni shida kubwa sana katika nchi yetu. About which is a big problem in our country. Susana mama moja anaitwa Susana katika kijiji chetu. Okay, th- let me just say these are these are in his home village where his father's from. You can see Brian over there and uh, a few other bits of us and and the orphans and widows and the mats they're making. This is the the pastor of that church. Um, these are some of the widows, some of the fatherless kids and orphans, and I think he's going to talk about Susanna now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this woman, Susanna, after her husband got sick and died, her in-laws said, you are the one who caused him to die. So they beat her and some of her older kids and they broke down her house burned her house and took some of their stuff from her and sent her off or they were about to send her off when this was happening people called me because i had done a seminar on accusing witches people of being witches and i yeah i taught the seminar and i left my phone number so they called me. And I called my brother who is a policeman in Dar es Salaam but he was home on vacation and I said this was happening so he went right there. I said go there and stop them. 
Mungu anataka tupende jirani yako kama God wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Na kitabu cha Yakobo 1:27 and and James 1:20 27 27 okay. It says that religion that is pure and and uh, worthwhile is to help widows and orphans in their distress. So he's helped them and they didn't kill her. So then I, I got on the bus and was coming there. When I got there, they said, if you're defending her as a witch and you, we don't want her, we don't want any witches in this village, you take her then and her family. So I took her and her family to my house. And we, I had her in my house for, and her six kids for six months. So I went back and I did the seminar again in the village. And the chairman of the village and others repented and confessed. When they realized they had done the wrong thing with this for this woman. We taught them well the keshaf, which is the Hebrew word for it that's used about diviners, but it mistranslates witches in the Old Testament. And about magi or magus in the New Testament, what it really means. When they understood this, they repented and confessed and they forgave each other. And we, we brought her back into the village where she is in this picture. And we and the church built her a house again. Amen. Amen. So take your neighbor's hand and say, Do you love your neighbor as yourself? God bless you very much. Um, let me give, a give you a chance to uh, translate this. So most of us don't really have difficulties with uh, thinking that someone has caused us problems and that they're a witch and we should... We should uh, but all of us have some people... They may not be Samaritans. They may not be people suspected as witches. They may, may be somebody else who we don't think of as, you don't think of as quite as human as us or as important as us. Some, some other, somebody else's kids who's always asking that we don't really want them bothering us. Of course, it wouldn't even happen in America because we wouldn't let the kids in the door, right? Um, in Tanzania, you'd have kids walking into your house and asking for those things because you're supposed to love your neighbors. Anyways, um, my point is, for all of us, we don't love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves and our family and our kids and our people, whoever that is. That's not a problem only in Tanzania. Am I right? We have people who we love more, people who we love less, but very few of them who we love as much as we love ourselves, even our spouses. Um, but I think this is a challenge for all of us. <laughs> and and um, I also want to, to, as he said, thank you again for loving not only neighbors, but brothers and sisters who are in another place who you haven't seen. Through this means of 
of loving Raphael, loving the, uh, the people that he gets to work with and the, those who are disadvantaged. So thank you for what you're doing. And we all know that we can't do this just by saying we should, right? We need the Holy Spirit to give us the love, to be loved enough to realize what Jesus did in giving himself for us so that we can actually love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves and love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. So let's pray. Lord, we, we ask that you would do your work in us by your Holy Spirit and by your word so that we can truly love our neighbors as ourselves. Our neighbors who live next to us, our neighbors who live in Africa, our neighbors who live um, various places in the world, Lord, we, we so easily forget and uh, don't really think of them as neighbors or brothers and sisters. Lord, forgive us. And Lord, help us to forgive those who have done wrong to us. Because often that, that uh, wrong is part of what stays in our hearts and that lack of forgiveness makes us not want to love others as we love and or people like them as much as we love ourselves so lord we confess that we have to have you to accomplish this in our hearts we have to have you to show us your love so that we can love you back and we can love those around us the way you love them so lord do your work in us today we pray the worship team come up, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to give a benediction, just so you can say we had an African preacher today and we finished early. <clears throat> okay, but you're welcome to stay for the worship and to pray more. And if you have other prayer needs that you want to have or you want Raphael to pray with you, you're welcome to come up and pray here. So let's let's give the benediction and we'll worship together. You're welcome to go as well. May you be blessed. By the Father who gave his Son, by the Son who gave himself, by the Spirit who enables you to do what you cannot do. Go and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen.